What is up, everybody? It's Friday, and you know what that means. It means it's 3 o'clock, and it's time for the Friday Hot Tag with myself and J-Cal and Dave Scooby, who's always the first one here. What's up, Dave? Happy Friday. Man, what a week. We made it to the end. We made it to the hot tag, and uh, we got a doozy for you today. Uh, As soon as J-Cal joins... We are going to get cranking. There he is. Let's see. My man. What is up, my dude? What is up is that it's Friday. It's 3 p.m. It's the hottest time of the week because it's the Friday hot tag with myself, Hey, It's Will, and my boy, J-Cal. With what? that with that dope lid, man. Look at that. You know, when I, I got it printed, somehow I ended up with a green bill. I mean, I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. Well, funny story. So we, we have a few, uh, this is the NWA podcast hats like that as well. They have the green bill. Whenever you're doing the green screen on like Zoom or whatever, we, when we used to use Zoom, the bill would just disappear. So we, <laughs> it's like really, it would look like your hat was like floating above your head. So, you know, yeah, it's cool, but not, not really green screen friendly. No, no. Yeah. I don't know how this one slipped through the, uh, I, I mean, I, I do dig it, man, but that green bill, I don't know. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. What's up, everyone that's joining us? Obviously, we got Dave Scooby here with us. Vanessa, how's it going? Dirty Heels in the house. We got a doozy for you today. This is a subject that, uh, J. Cal, to be honest, I I can't believe it's taken you and I this long to to get here. Um, But today, J. Cal and I are going to talk about tag team wrestling. Good old-fashioned tag team wrestling. Because, you know, one of the inspirations even for this show that you're watching right now was the fact that Jay Cal and I discovered that we both have a, a mutual love for tag team wrestling. And on top of that, we both were in agreement, which is really rare in the wrestling world, on one thing, and that was the greatest tag team of all time is the Steiner Brothers, baby. The Steiner Brothers. Rick and Scott. Rick and Scott Steiner, the, the dog-faced gremlin. Now, that's where we kind of separate because you're a Scott guy and I'm a Rick guy. That but works, you know, though, baby. That works. Yeah, it works. You gotta, I mean, that, that's what makes the perfect tag team. and That's why you and I started the Friday Hot Tag. So today, we're going to jump in a little bit. You know, there's a lot going on. And, and if you watch This Is the NWA and if you watch the Alliance blog and, and you guys were live last night with the Alliance Guys podcast and um, that was a good time. But we've been covering and 
all the UWN primetime live stuff, all the talks about uh, power returning and all that kind of stuff. And we've kind of exhausted that. There's a lot going on and there's going to continue to be a lot to talk about and anticipate. But for this week, for this show, we just wanted to get down to some wrestling roots and have a good wrestling conversation. Yes, you know, sir. So we're going to talk about tag team wrestling, specifically uh, our take on tag team wrestling, modern tag team wrestling, old school tag team wrestling. Everything's on the table. But uh, we've established who our, you know, both of us agree is our favorite tag team of all time. But my question is this, J. Cal, what is your take on tag team wrestling in the modern landscape? So, so today, uh, current wrestling, what's your take on where tag team wrestling stands? Who are some of the best tag teams in your opinion? Um, and, and what's your take on, you know, then versus now, his, historical tag team wrestling versus the, the landscape of tag team wrestling in 2020. Well, I think first and foremost, I'm going to say this, you and I are going to be so intertwined on this one. I don't think there's going to be any disagreement here. If you guys are watching along, leave a comment, tell us who your idea of the perfect tag team is. Cause I, we know who our favorites are. I, I would like to see who your guys' favorites are, but getting to that, you know, I, whenever we have these topics, I start digging in and I start doing some research and I found out that Sports Illustrated four years ago did the top 50 tag teams of all time. And I was kind of blown away by some of the names that were there. Now, again, this is four years ago. So some of the tag teams that uh, we would say today are, are great aren't even in a conversation. I'm not going to give you all 50, but I would like to give you the top 10. And then number 10 would be the Von Eric brothers. And I'm not talking about Marshall and Ross from MLW, the tag team champions. I'm talking about the old school Von Eric brothers. Then they go with the Freebirds at number nine. They didn't specify which three of the four or two of the three or however you want to figure that out. Number eight was the Midnight Express. Number seven were the Hardy Brothers. Number six were the Outsiders, Hall and Nash. Number five were the Dudleys. Number four was the Rock and Roll Express. Number three was the Heart Foundation. Number two was Edge and Christian. Number one was the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, Hawking Animal. And just... Just so you and I are clear, they ranked the Steiner brothers number 29. So you know that list was garbage from the very beginning. Yeah. the Any list that doesn't have the Steiners in the top five is trash, in my opinion. But, you know, I get, I get where they're coming from, to be fair. And I, I looked at that same list, J-Cal. You and I uh, – you and I love to utilize Google as much as possible. So that's, I, I did the same thing and I was looking at a lot of lists. Now the consensus out there in the interweb is that hands down the Rogue Warriors Legion of Doom are the best tag team of all time. And it's hard to argue with that, even though, you know, our favorite is the signers. Um, a lot of that is just tied to how we grew up and, and who was prominent then. Uh, and them just being, I mean, in the nineties, the Steiners were, they were it, man. Um, but I'll give you my take on tag team wrestling and and I'm a little bit of a traditionalist. I'm not a traditionalist in every area of, of wrestling. I really do appreciate some of the modern flair, especially the technology and things like that that get utilized in wrestling to a certain extent. Um, but when it comes to tag team wrestling, I am like a tag team purist. I love, here's my definition of a tag team. A tag team are two guys that wrestle together um, and that's how they wrestle period it's not two singles guys who decided to team up against two other singles guys or against another tag team it's not um it's not you know just a random pairing that is put together by the booker to 
get guys on TV and give them TV time or something like that. To me, a tag team is, you know, back in the day before Scott Steiner, uh, you know, had, had his, you know, big solo run with the NWO and all that, you know, the Steiners were a tag team. You didn't see them, you know, in title pictures for singles titles and things like you might see them one off, you know, wrestle, but I mean, they were a tag team Legion of doom the same way they were a tag team, the road warriors, they were, they looked the same. They were branded the same. They were a traditional tag team. Um, you know, even, you know, Midnight Express, they were the same way. Um, you know, Wild Samoans. Um, so, you know, you look at historically, you look at tag teams and they were built as tag teams and they wrestled as tag teams. And now we have this trend. And a lot of this goes to WWE and not to constantly bury them or anything, but some at some point in time, it became tag team was just tag team wrestling was really just a way to like get four guys on TV together. Um, and there was no real storyline. Now we do have, I'll say talking about modern wrestling, we do have some great tag teams. We have the young bucks. Uh, we've got FTR. Um, we've seen some really great tag teams on UWN primetime live with the wolf zaddies, uh, bodega, um, all this, you know, so there's, there's still good tag teams out there, but there's just been a diminishing, um, emphasis on tag team wrestling where when you go back and you watch some of the old, you know, super brawl and, and, uh, clash of champions and things like that. I mean, these tag teams were a central part of every wrestling event. Um, and there were tag team rivalries, you know, you had the nasty boys, you had, like you mentioned, the free birds you had, I mean, there was, there was a thriving tag team division and you know again you have that to an extent in aew with ftr and the young bucks and you've got the best friends um and and things like that but you know overall when you look at modern wrestling it's it's just kind of watered down man yeah and i agree with you i mean so when we start talking about this the next thing i did besides looking up sports illustrated to see their advantage on this is i looked up the current tag team champions from the most popular wrestling promotions I could think of. So, you know, in, in AEW, again, we've got FTR. And that's a real solid tag team there. They, they've been paired together. They, they cannot be separated. Um, they would diminish in quality when they're separated. But what you were saying earlier, like in the Attitude Era, you would throw Triple H and Stone Cold in the ring. You'd throw uh, uh, the, uh, the Rock and Sock Connection. You know, they really didn't have a tag team. They just threw two single guys together. But, I mean – in Impact Wrestling, I mean, the tag team champions were the Motor City Machine Guns. Those guys had a huge, huge following, huge tradition as a tag team. And although Saban did have a lot of success on his own, I would say that the Motor City Machine Guns were a phenomenal tag team. Um, MLW, again, the aforementioned Von Erich brothers, I mean, they're essentially – they are. I mean, they're family. So, of course, they're, they count – you know, the Raw champions, I believe, are still the Street Profits. Again, that was a team that was uh, – you know, that's a tag team. They didn't just throw those guys together, but conversely on SmackDown, you know, you've got uh, Cesaro and Nakamura, who I love both of those guys, but I'd rather see them feuding for the world's title, not tag teaming together. Um, yep. Ring of Honor, you got Lethal and Gresham. And again, I'd rather see these guys fighting each other for a top prize than being a tag team. Now, that's not to say that you can't get a good tag team out of a rivalry out of down the road, um, you know, one of my favorite tag teams were were uh, the Brain Busters in WWF or in the NWA, you know, the Horsemen, Arn and Tully. 
But, you know, they didn't start off as a tag team. They both had their individual aspirations and they were both doing, you know, doing their own thing. And they, they came together as a tag team because it made sense. And when you follow that kind of a formula, you could take a successful singles wrestler and put them with another successful singles wrestler if the goal is to actually make a real tag team and not not a placeholder, not somebody just to hold the belts, but somebody who's really going to bring some value to that tag team division. And I think I agree with you. I, I think that's something we're lacking today. Now we're seeing it kind of a reemergence on the independent scene, but again, <sighs> there's not a whole lot of that. Yeah, and I think I think you nailed it on the head when you mentioned the Attitude Era. I mean, as much as we look back on the Attitude Era and we think that it was so cool, and it was, man. Stone Cold was a game changer. The Rock, uh, DX, you know, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, all that stuff. That 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 elevated wrestling at that time to a to a, a new stratosphere in terms of mainstream popularity. And so when you look back at it that way, it's good. But there were some things that came out of the Attitude Era that were detrimental to wrestling. Um, you know, the entertainment, overly entertainment aspect of it, the, the overproduction of it, things like that, that I think people are still trying to replicate now. But one of the unfortunate things that happened with that was this, this diminishing emphasis on traditional tag teams. Um, and you had exactly what you said, you know, you had uh, Rock and Mick Foley being thrown together and you had, you know, the same thing happening over in WCW at the time, just random people being put together and, you know, winning tag team gold. You know, I don't have a problem with random guys tagging together here and here and now, but or here you know, every now and then. But when you put the belt on them, that's supposed to be like a, a prestigious thing for like established tag teams in my opinion i remember several years ago um seth rollins and jason jordan i think was his name that was in wwe the guy that they tried to say was kurt angle's son um, <laughs> but they like randomly won the raw tag team championship you know i mean dolph ziggler and drew mcintyre just randomly became a tag team and became this this heel team and they didn't have any kind of cohesive look or branding or anything like that and it just felt off to me you know what I mean and that's become a lot more prevalent in modern wrestling and you know again it might have been here and there and old school wrestling but uh you know you mentioned the brain busters I mean Arn Anderson's one of my favorite singles competitors of all time just the, the you know top of the list when you're talking about all-time great MWA television champions um and you know, but that tag team made sense. They made it make sense. You know what I mean? So, yeah, bro. I'm, I'm pointing out Adam Pierce over here because he had a, a famous expression, and it was, who booked this shit? And sometimes when you get these tag teams that don't make sense, I'm always wondering, who booked this? Why, why are we seeing this? And yeah. there are a lot of great tag teams out there. Our own NWA is guilty of this. Our own NWA put James Storm, who is traditionally known as a tag team wrestler, um, but, I mean, has had a lot of success as a singles competitor, put him with Eli Drake. And I think for the sole reason, I guess they didn't have anything for them to do at the time. They kind of were already looking at where they wanted to send the world's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis. And honestly, they needed something for these two guys to do that wouldn't interact with, with what Aldis was doing. So, I mean, even our own NWA, our beloved wrestling promotion that we – we uh, stand so hard for, they're guilty of it too. But 
With that being said, before that, we had tag teams like the Wild Card. We had the Rock and Roll Express, who, you know, say what you will, at least they were a legitimate tag team. We had uh, even Villains uh, Enterprise with PCO and uh, and Brody King, which were a very dominant tag team uh, in that Crockett Cup, and were doing some pretty big things for Ring of Honor. So, I mean, there's a thin line that you have to travel in determining this whole tag team phenomenon. And I think if, if the wrestling was more focused on creating a tag team division, like, look, United Wrestling Network has a tag team division. I mean, last night, or uh, excuse me, Tuesday night, they threw the Pope in with Watts. And although that's not a regular tag team, if they choose to, that could be a very, very good tag team. You've got Bodega, who, again, these are two guys that they did put together, but if they decide to keep them as a tag team, you've got a very good tag team. And then, of, of course, like you have mentioned, the Wolf Saddies, the Tribe, um, the uh, Four Minutes of Heat, uh, the Real Money Brothers. I mean, there's a lot of solid tag team wrestling out there, which is just about trying to get those guys established and, and putting that spotlight right on them, you know? Yeah, Vanessa brings up a good point, too, in the chat. It's kind of what I was just thinking. It seems like WWE will just put teams together so that they can inevitably have a breakup. Um, yeah. You saw, I mean, you've seen this happen in the women's tag division recently with the Iconics in WWE. They, you know, were were a staple for a while, and they were women's tag champs in WWE. And, you know, you just knew in the back of your mind, ultimately, this was leading to a breakup so that they could be singles. Both or one of them could become a, a single star. Uh, Bailey and Sasha, the same thing's happening with them. And so, yeah, there is that, like, thing planted in your head by WWE that when a tag team is together and they're starting to experience some success, especially when it's two singles competitors that are competitive, you know, that, that, that obviously want to be successful on their own, it's inevitable that they're going to break up. But when you watch wrestling back in the day, uh, and that makes me sound old to say back in the day, but I've reached the age where I can now say that. Um, <laughs> but back, back in the day, man, I mean, you never thought the Legion of Doom was going to split up. You know, that like was never even going to be a possibility. You didn't think that uh, the Steiner brothers were going to like turn on each other. It just wasn't a thing. Like you saw these tag teams as cohesive units. They operated together. They, uh, did moves in the ring together and you know that's that's how it should be um and, you know every once in a while if you want to have a, a split up i mean i remember i mean one of the most iconic moments that i remember from my childhood is Shawn michaels putting marty Jannetty through the barber I window knew you were gonna go there i knew you were gonna go there but that was so impactful because it was unheard of you break up a tag team nowadays i mean the iconic split up they turn on each other and it was like it wasn't even a headline you know, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, of course, you know. So, <laughs> could you have pictured back in the day the Dynamite Kid drop kicking Davy Boy Smith out of the ring and, and, and then go joining the Heenan family? Or could you imagine the Hart Foundation splitting up, you know, because Brett was jealous of the attention Anvil was getting? That stuff didn't happen back then. I mean, you're right. Sean throwing Marty through the glass, that was profound. And it was it meant something because you didn't see it every other week, and that's the problem with a lot of the tag team wrestling today. For for people who enjoy the sport, 
you know, Edge and Christian didn't turn on each other right away. The Dudley brothers, I mean, I know they had their ups and downs, but I still don't think they ever really feuded with each other. I think they were a victim of the of the brand split more than anything else. The Hardy boys, same thing. You know, Jeff and, and Matt, I don't really believe they ever turned on each other. It was just the WWE tried to liven things up by splitting up these tag teams, by putting them on opposite sides of the brands. Um but that impact, you're right, Marty going through the glass, we all were just, I mean, I was, I know I'm a little bit older than you, but I was still blown away when I saw it. I still marked out like, oh, my God, Sean just killed Marty right there. He just threw him through the glass. And you're right, it did have something impactful. But if you want to have a good tag team, you got to focus on that division. And if you are going to put guys together who are single competitors, you have to build that thing up. You can't just – Take them to the promised land. Let them win the titles on an off week and then lose them two weeks later. You're doing nothing but burying the actual tag teams you do have and making those titles seem almost irrelevant. Yeah. Agreed, man. Agreed. And, and you know, we, especially as NWA fans, we hold championship titles in high esteem. And so, again, you know, I'm not against uh, tag teams being put together randomly, but when you put gold on them, around their waist that that should be saying something that's 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 the kind of thing you you see around the road warriors and the steiner brothers and and these tag teams that we've been talking about the, the legendary tag teams so just wrapping up today if you had to look at the entire landscape of current tag team wrestlers who do you think is you know i don't want to say the best because that's so everybody's going to have a different opinion but who who in your mind sticks out at the top of the list as a favorite tag team or most promising or, or most fits the mold of what you and i are talking about with that traditional tag team who's at the top of that list well i mean it's got to be uh ftr right i mean it's got to be ftr because outside of ftr and maybe the impact players from impact Oh, 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 I don't want to leave out the North either from Impact Wrestling, too. I really, I mean, they just had this amazing run in Impact. I think they were the tag champs for an entire calendar year. Um, those are the teams that kind of fit that mold for me. Those are the kind of teams that make sense to me. Um, now, I, I I hope to see a lot more of uh, Cesaro and Nakamura in the WWE. I mean, selfishly, I'd like them both to, to leave. But if they're going to keep them as a team, that's fine. They can do a lot of good things. But, it, you know, I just, in the same vein of the Steiner brothers and the Legion of Doom and, and uh, you know, the Hart Foundation and the, the British Bulldogs and the Brain Busters, I mean, as of today, like, there's really not a whole lot to speak of. FTR, the Young Bucks, um, Motor City Machine Guns, the North, and that's probably it. And it's too early for me to say any any of the tag teams from United Wrestling Network because we're only four episodes into their that that story that dynasty that that universe that they're creating. So I don't want to get too ahead of myself and proclaiming all these great tag teams when who knows maybe next week they split up. Yep. Yeah. Well, not surprisingly, this is one area where you and I are in perfect agreement. FTR would top my list. Um, and they would also top the list and, and presumably probably this same list for you, but for the list of tag teams that I would love to see in the NWA that I think would be a good fit for the National Wrestling Alliance tag team division. I mean, these guys are Brain Busters 2.0. I mean, they are traditional tag team wrestlers. I'm stoked for them to be in AEW and, and, and 
doing what they're doing at the level they're doing it at. But, man, I would love to see them in an NWA ring one day. Terry McDermott also brought up the Tribe, and the Tribe, different from every other tag team in uh, United Wrestling Network, literally have been teaming for over a decade. So they're there again, and one, another one of those tag teams that, yeah, you could absolutely add to that list. They don't have nearly the prestige or or the uh, spotlight that maybe the FTR or the Bucks have on them, but uh, you can't take away what they've done over the last 15 years in the in the West Coast uh, area of wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. That that match that they had with the Wolf Saddies was yep was excellent. It was a perfect time limit draw. Loved it. Um, exactly. Well, awesome. So you know we are looking ahead to Power and one of my uh, big hopes and dreams. And NWA, if you're watching, anyone involved with the company, please, please, please make NWA Tag Team Wrestling great again uh, because NWA Tag Team Wrestling is the best tag team wrestling that has ever existed. And so I want to see. Uh, that thriving tag division when power returns, let's make it so uh, you, you'll have two guys right here that will be going crazy, losing their mind for it. Um, so let's make it happen. I think the NWA is the perfect place to uh, kind of reignite traditional tag team wrestling. Um, so Jake out. Thanks for hanging out today, man. Uh, let me, where can everybody? Let me, ask, let me ask you one more thing. I know we're about to close it up, but I just, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this. Yeah. Could you, could you get behind? a United Wrestling Network-themed pay-per-view of a Crockett Cup 2020. Because it doesn't look like we're going to get one with the NWA. Would you Would you be interested in that? Would that something you'd put your money into? Uh, I would be hard-pressed not to pay money for anything that was the Crockett Cup, no matter how it was framed or sold. Um but that's an interesting concept, man. So you're saying it would be a UWN pay-per-view, but it would be for the Crockett Cup. It would and, be and, that, and you would include the NWA with that. You know what I mean? You, right. you don't you don't exclude them. But you know the the 2019 Crockett Cup was a partnership between Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling and the NWA. Well, I mean, there are so many good tag teams right now that are in the United Wrestling Network. We, as far as it looks, we need new NWA tag team champions. I mean, uh, the NWA doesn't seem like they're leveraged right now to run a pay-per-view to that caliber, but we know down there in Thunder Studios in Long Beach, California, every Tuesday night, I'm just saying. That, that is a hell of an idea. And uh, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's a hypothetical thing right now. I'd have to wait and see how it plays out. My hope, and this is no shade on UWN at all, my hope is that we will see the return of power soon and we will have some NWA specific programming eventually leading to NWA specific pay-per-views and storylines and that Crockett cup would be ignited there. So that's my only, I guess, twinge when you say that internally is like, I, I don't want the NWA to have to resort to, you know, the Crockett cup being a, a, a part of another show. You know what I mean? Not that I'm not open to the partnership, um, but to me, that's just such a, a prestigious thing. I would love for it to have its own spotlight and to be, you know, a, a pay-per-view in and of itself. So I don't know, man, we'll see, you know, I've, I've, I got my sights set on power coming back. I keep following all the buzz and uh, seeing everything that's going on. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. Yes, sir. 
All right. Well, I am. Hey, it's Will. Will Martin from This is the NWA Podcast. That's J. Cal. J. Cal, where are you going to be uh, over the next week or so? You're popping up live here and there. What's going on with you? At the Alliance blog on all social media, that's where you can find me. Of course, we're creating content uh, daily, weekly, sometimes feels like hourly. Uh, of course, this is the best day of the week for me because I get to hang out with my boy, Will. But you can also check me Tuesdays. At, uh, at at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific for the uh, pre-party. And then Thursdays, we go live at 10 p.m. 7, Eastern, or 7 Pacific with uh, the Alliance Guys podcast, and that's me, former World Junior Heavyweight Champion Kevin Frazier, and DKM as we break down our thoughts and our views on the uh, United Wrestling Network pay-per-view and the NWA News and Notes. And, Will, where can guys watch you? Where can we, where can we see the NWA podcast? Well, we will be live, as always, on Sunday night around 8 p.m. I've just started saying around 8 p.m. because <laughs> no, we're not here in the wrestling content creator community. We're not the most timely bunch. So just anytime around 8 p.m., hop on there. Or, you know, better yet, set the uh, alert over there on YouTube. So then you'll just get alerted. Um, but we'll be live Sunday night around 8, uh, talking about all things in the wrestling world, everything going on. We'll certainly be covering Mission Pro Wrestling, uh, the tournament that's coming up on November 6th, as uh, we are sponsors of that show. Super, super proud of that. So we'll be breaking some of that down. Um, and, yeah, just talking all things wrestling on Sunday night. And then we will be live uh, late on Tuesday night after UWN Primetime Live around 10.35 or so. So that's the late night. But that's the two times you can hang out with myself, Dr. Rob, and Gary Horn uh, on This is the NWA Podcast. But listen, what a great time. I love Fridays at 3 p.m. because I get to hang out with J-Cal and all you guys in the chat. Thank you guys for joining. Thanks for your input. Uh, This has been a good one, man. Tag Team Wrestling. I could talk about it for an hour, but we got to cut this thing off. So you guys have an awesome Friday. Have a great weekend. J-Cal, see you later, bro. Hi.